Welcome to Indie Game Business, where you'll learn to navigate the industry with ease. This show is produced by the Powell Group, the leading business consulting firm in the game industry. Visit us online at IndieGame.Business to get your free pass to our next digital event coming December 8th, 9th, and 10th, where you'll have more great sessions you can participate in for free and inexpensive passes to our industry-leading digital business-to-business meeting system. Also, make sure to donate to Extra Life. We've got a link down below in the description, or you can even join the Indie Game Business Extra Life team. That link is down in the description as well. Here we go, Indie Game Business. Welcome everyone. We are so, so happy to be here. Thank you for investing your time with us here today. Uh, my name is Heather Awida. I'm the moderator of today's panel, The Business of Building a Business in Gaming. Just by way of background, I'm the CEO and one of the four co-founders of The Gamers. I'm sure the panel will get into this more, but just in a nutshell, The Gamers is a media company and social networking community that connects and amplifies women who game and also women who work in the gaming industry. Um, my background is in community building as well as toy design. Um, I've been working the past few years designing toys in the gaming space for Alcon, who is the visionary behind Pokemon and Cabbage Patch and a bunch of other 80s hits that ages me. Uh, today, we have an amazing panel with the gamers team, and we'll be talking about big trends that could directly impact your business. Um, just to kind of give you the lay of the land, the format for what we were thinking for the panel, um, I'll just have my, my teammates and, and the panel here briefly introduce themselves, and then I'll kick it off with some questions uh, for each of them. And then we'll open it up to all of you to chime in and ask questions. So if that's cool with everyone, that's how we'll start. I think we'll kick it off with you, Vertad. Um, Verta. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Verta. My pronouns are she, her, and I am super excited to be here with you all. I am, well, one, I'm all love with appropriate doses of rage. I tell that to people all the time. And in addition to that, I am a co-founder and the chief community officer here at The Gamers. Cool. Thanks, Verta. Sorry, you caught me mid-sip. Um, hey, Rebecca. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rebecca Dixon. Um, I'm the CMO and co-founder of The Gamers and super excited to be here. I'll jump Thanks. right in. Uh, Jackie. Oh. Hi, I'm Jackie or Beanie Queen TV. Um, I am a part-time streamer on Twitch. I also work for The Gamers as a co- uh, community manager for Discord and also a Twitter manager. And then I also am a full-time photographer. I work at a college uh, just doing marketing, um, helping with social media and um, photography, of course. Thanks, Jackie. Throwing it over to Caroline. Hey everybody, uh, I'm Caroline, but a lot of people on the internet know me as OMG Vandy. Uh, I'm the Twitch coordinator for the game hers and I'm also a freelance illustrator and graphic designer and I've been in the industry for for a while kind of bouncing around to different things uh, you know I'd like to get my hands in kind of everything so uh, I'm excited to talk to y'all about my experience cool 
Cool. And Laura. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Laura Deutsch. I am the COO here at The Gamers. Very excited to be here to share all of our knowledge on building the business of building a business in gaming. Um, just really thrilled to be here. And, uh, and I'll pass it back to you, Hev. Great. Okay. So on that note, I'll kick it off with some questions and then we'll open it up and y'all can chime in and you could chime in throughout too. It's up to you. Um, so Verda, can you talk a little bit about the mission of the gamers and how the intentionality of the mission has helped grow our business? So we are, we like to say that we are um, a for-purpose and a for-profit company. So we are a company in the space and that our, um, our mission is to uplift and amplify um, women, femme-identifying gamers, non-binary, non-gender conforming folks who feel comfortable in spaces that center women, and actually just providing a place in the space for women in the industry to be seen, heard, and just like jam out around gaming, as well as to amplify those voices and make sure that when we enter rooms, it's not considered diverse because we're in there because women make up what, like half of the globe, as well as half to more than half of gamers. So that's our goal. And that's a little bit of how we came to be. And for me, joining the team was also about making sure that um, we are, we, we name that women are not one thing and that there's so many diversities within the community that is women who game. Um, and so like trying to fill our team with that, as well as just trying to fill the space with that. So um, I think I answered the question. Um, oh, it's March of 2021. So we're celebrating our year anniversary of being in the space, yay! but we can't, yay. Mm -hmm. um, but we, um, you know, we've known each other for longer than that. And actually it was more than a year. That's just when we officially launched that we just started thinking about how can we bring our expertise um, and bring just like kind of our passion for bringing women together um, into the space. So did I answer? Yes. And as you were answering, program, we have some really fun comments. So thank you, Grumpy TV. What's up? And W Scott 81. Hi, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Um, so I'm going to kick it over to Rebecca kind of a, as a follow-up question. Rebecca, I know you've been asked this a lot, so I want to give you the opportunity to answer it here today. Why was the Gamers founded as a for-profit company? Sure. So um, the four of us at co-founders have a, a broad um, experience, uh, you know, between us. And the, the thing that's really consistent behind that is community building. And so when we started, when we entered the gaming industry and we looked at, at the place that where, you know, kind of where women sit in gaming, um, they're number one, Verda mentioned, we're, you know, we're, we're half the globe and we are almost half of, the, of gamers. And so then you kind of look at, at all the different touch points in the gaming industry there. I mean, and the list here is endless, but whether it's esports professionals, percentage of developers, how it's. Um, portrayed in, you know, how women are portrayed sort of in the media and how they sit in gaming. It, it, it's not reflecting reality, right? <clears throat> so then why, why did we create a company? Well, we, there are tons of incredible nonprofits in this world, in this industry, as a lot of you probably know already. And we um, are honored to have the opportunity to work with a lot of them and, 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 the, and we wouldn't have, be able to be here if it weren't for them, to be honest. Um, in a variety of different ways, whether it's um, 
you know, providing scholarships, writing white papers, you know, just creating advocacy and a, a whole host of other incredible things. With our experience, what we thought we could do that was different is come in, be um, an ally, be an aggregate, create a media platform to take all the great things that are going on for women in gaming and elevate them. You know, of course, everybody knows there um, are some pretty substantial issues surrounding toxicity and harassment and <clears throat> just, you know, the, the sort of negative things that are that exist for women. And those are incredibly important issues. And we certainly do address those as well. But in our thousands of interviews before we launched, what we also found is that a lot of gamers want to talk about all of the positive things that are happening. Um, and, you know, the great stories that gaming has provided for their lives and, and things that have doors that have been opened because of it. So we thought, why not create a media platform partner with everybody we can? That's all the nonprofits. That's the, the gamers, the streamers, brands, organizations, teams, leagues, colleges, you know, just do it all. Make it make it a normal thing that women in gaming is is there um, and make it so that that, you know, little girls can can envision it because they can see it. So um, the 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 quick answer, or you know, maybe it's the long answer to the question is we felt like we could actually move the needle for women in gaming by by being a for profit company. One additional thing I'll add to that is that we are big believers in employing women and paying women and paying streamers and paying employees. And, you know, by creating a for profit company, we are excited to, uh, to have the opportunity not only to pay all of the amazing who, women who work for us and with us, but to create other jobs. Um, you know, we have so much um, coming up on our, you know, in the future for the gamers right around the corner, we have a professional women's boot camp, which leads right into that. We want women working in gaming. We want women gaming and we want it to be all, um, all out in the media that it's there. we're excited to be a part of that. Awesome. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, Rebecca, quick question. Did you plant those beautiful flowers in the back to like make your background look all pretty? <laughs> no, no, I actually didn't, but they are, they're blooming okay. nicely. <laughs> nice, nice touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Laura, so the gamers is only a year old, as we said, where this is, um, or we maybe, we may, maybe we just said this in the, in the um, backstage, but uh, yesterday was our one year a birthday of the gamers. Um, how did you grow the brand in such a short time? And how did you create uh, virality with the Gamer Awards? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, so there's there's um, a few parts that go into, you know, going viral, as people call it. Um, first of all, you know, I think what we did in the beginning, which was hugely important, goes back to Rebecca's points of, really getting out there and networking with everyone in the space. Um, you, you, you know, we, we, you let people know you're here, you want to get on calls with people, hear what they're up to, let them know what you're up to. So, you know, in, in terms of if you have a business that you want to, you know, to help go viral, you need to, to network. That is just step one is networking. And then in terms of, virality. So we had the Gamers Awards last November, and it was the first um, gaming awards show created by women for women. And we didn't know what to expect. And the awards really did go viral. And we were thrilled. And what I attest that to was, 
using all of these connections that we've made, um, all the networking skills we've used, and also partnering up with um, influencers in the space. Now, one thing that I want to address, which is probably the most important thing, is that, you know, it's easy to reach out to people and even reach out to your connections and say, hey, you know, we have this great event coming up. Would love it if you'd let your community know about it um, and leave it at that. And unfortunately, when you do something like that, there is a good chance that the people who you are in touch with may or may not get to it but may not get to it. And the reason is, is because you didn't make it easy enough. So, so my advice is you really need to spoon feed to anybody that you're telling to help bring awareness about an event. So for instance, in the Gamers Awards, I think what helped it go viral was that after all of the nominations came in, we we were in touch with every single nominee and we didn't just say, hey, congrats, you were nominated. You know, tell your community to vote. What we did do, however, was we sent each person a Instagram graphic, a Twitter graphic, and exact text that they could promote on their socials. Now that made it easy and really, they, you know, when you spoon feed the information to people, they will promote it. So that's just such a, that's just such a, a key thing that sometimes people don't realize when they're trying to, um, you know, spread words about the events. The easier that you make it for people to spread, the more it will spread. So I think that was, um, again, those were the, the two key elements that helped with our Gamer Awards. Um, was all the networking we did um, prior to it. Um, you know, if you have a business, networking is key. Um, and then utilizing those um, connections you've made, but not just utilizing by saying, hey, you know, let's let's help each other out and let p our communities know about each other. Like I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Be as specific as you can. So I hope that helped. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Caroline, what kinds of challenges did you have setting rates early in your business before starting the gamers? I know you mentioned um, you, you've worn a lot of hats professionally. So um, just curious, curious your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, well, just a little bit of background. So I'm, uh, I, I do a bit of graphic design and illustration and that was kind of like my main source of income for a while. And now I do it mostly kind of just in tandem with my work with the gamers. But um, the difficult thing about setting your own rates, especially as a freelancer, is that, you know, there are standards, but they're not as universal as people make them out to be. So you have to really be engaged in a space and, you know, network with people and see what they're kind of, you know, charging and then charge your stuff based off of that, um, at least as a starting point. That to me was like something that I I wasn't really prepared for coming out of school, for example. Uh, you know, when 
you're in school, they teach you kind of like how to do things, how to think, how to, you know, come up with different ideas, but they don't teach you as much, or at least in my schooling, they didn't teach you as much about how to really, you know, start your business. And when I started, I was actually making emotes and graphics for a lot of streamers on Twitch. Uh, so, you know, all, all your networking was through Twitter. All your networking was through also like Twitch. And you had to be competing with a whole bunch of other people who were in the space as well. So setting your rates, you know, you, you have people who were, uh, you know, setting their rates what I would consider like a, a regular kind of amount for, you know, the time. Uh, and then, you know, you'd want to set it, oh, maybe a little bit lower so that you'd get more people. But the problem is you have to think about, you know, the culture around it too, right? So um, if you undercharge, it actually undermines the entire industry because then people will be expecting, you know, so little and not everyone's going to get paid. So one of the biggest challenges was figuring out, okay, how do I do this how do I, how do I get, how do I uh, charge people and still be ethical in this space, right? It's a, it's a weird kind of balance. A lot of people don't really think about that, about the ethics of getting paid, but like, you know, it's actually more ethical to set your rates higher so that the uh, rest of the people get paid for, you know, the work that they actually do. So um, I started off setting my rates like fairly uh, like on the lower end and then as i grew i bumped up my prices uh you know when you make an emote it can take anywhere from an hour to a day depending on like the complexity so uh you're not charging by the hour you're charging by the project and uh uh yeah learning to uh learning to set those rates mm -hmm. early is important and taking feedback and kind of moving along with it but make sure you're actually getting paid for the work that you're doing so yeah. You know, I, I'm so glad you said that, Caroline, because I think you can attest to that comes up a lot. You know, we work with mostly women and women feeling um, comfortable stating their worth um, is often hard. I think just society, the society has, has kind of, or, or perhaps we've internalized it or society has made it such that I think women sometimes um, they're not comfortable with that. Um, so I'm glad you said that. I'm just curious, did you ever get any pushback and how yeah. did you handle it? Oh yeah. I got some pushback. Well, you know, cause again, when you're, when you're doing most of your outreach and your promotion through Twitter, you're going to get people who are going to be like, you know, $20 for an emo, like that's too much. I can go to this person for 15. And it's like, well, you know, you're paying for my experience. Like I have all the, I've gone to school for this. I have experience in making things. Like I know I'm, I can do it quickly and I can do it efficiently and I can get things right. Like the first time. So, you know, having to justify your worth is definitely part of the process that uh, I see more women having to, having to do. So, you know, that's, yeah, you do get pushback. Uh, but if you stick by your guns, I mean, I've been able to raise my rates and get paid for, uh, you know, the work that I do. And, the you know, I have clients who keep coming back and I feel good about that.
well, well-deserved. Having worked with you professionally now for many months, well-deserved. Um, just a little, just a little shout out because we have one of our other teammates. Like she's she's in the comment section. Hey, Jenny. Jenny's also on our team. She's piping in there. Hello. And um, GTOG TV. Hey. Do I like? Do, I feel like I'm in a Peloton class. You know how they stop the class? They're like, hey. Um, okay. So, um, Jackie. Hello, hello. Um, what's the number one way companies in the gaming space do you think can make a substantial difference? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing that that any company can do, if, whether it's um, a certain gaming product or if it's just a community, is having a good foundation for their community. Um, just having people um, connecting and you know just uh, giving back to their community is is huge. Um, it just allows people just to come together for similar interests. Um, and just connecting with them yourself too. Um, I know people love to have companies reaching out to them personally. So I've seen this a lot on, on the, uh, the Twitch community where, uh, certain companies will, will come out and, and pop into people's streams and, and say, Hey, what's up? And that's really exciting. It creates excitement within, uh, within the stream, within the, their community, just to have those people reaching out to them um and saying hey <laughs> like like that's just really all, all it comes down to um but also just having a place that that is helpful and where people can can come to for advice uh and and create that that's that safe space for them i have seen that with even with our, our discord community where people have come in and said like they, they feel like they're at home and that is huge for for a lot of people you know like there's there's a lot of um IRL stuff that that's been going on and I think people have a lot of anxiety about it and just to have that one place where they know that they can just kind of relax and just focus on something that they're passionate about is is huge for sure. Jackie, I'll also add um, just a shout out to you and Jenny, because I think the the thought and care that you all have put in to our discord. And I share that um, because, as you know, people are listening to this, hoping to gain insights into into building a business in, in gaming. And so much of that happens in the discord. And I think to your point, um, the care and thoughtfulness that goes into what happens in that space can really set the tone in a company. So um, just thank you for, for all you do too. Okay, Verta, I'm gonna kick it back um, to Verta to talk a little bit. I, I know people listening are, are probably, since the theme of this is building a brand, um, building a company in, in gaming, Verda, what do you think are the first steps for a startup when they first kind of start thinking about their business? Um, you, just for people listening, Verda and I um, have known each other personally for many years. Um, we are good friends as well as colleagues. And what I know about Verda is she's always um, an incredibly thoughtful, 
thoughtful, careful thinker. And, um, and that's very important, I think, in any organization. So um, yeah, Verda, what, what are the first important steps people should take? Um, so I think it's connected. There's a question that's out there that's actually, it's like we planted it, but we didn't. What are some tips for people who are just starting to try to build a community? It's just like the synergy is awesome. Um, so it's connected to that question and it's connected to some things that everyone's already said. The first is I am like totally an abundance mentality person. There is space for all of us. So the analogy did every, I use did a lot. Do people lose the sound or is it just me? Um, I'm not sure, but I can hear you. Um, so the analogy that I like to use a lot is that um, there's sneaker companies, there's Nike, there's Adidas, there's all these and no plugs for any of them, but they all exist and they're all making sneakers and people are still going to all of them. So first know that if you have an idea, um, if you wanna start a company, even if there's the similar thing out there, you can still do it because nobody can do it like you can. Right, so that's number one. You are your superpower, you are the secret sauce. Um, so just go out there and do it. So the second thing is I think talking to okay. people um, and not, not assuming that just because I might think something is what people need is or want is what they want. So just stay in constant communication with and keep those lines of communication open with whoever it is that, um, I don't know, whoever it is that you are building a business to support, to amplify, to provide a product to, so do that. The third thing is you just have to start. So I'll use me streaming on our Twitch as an example because I was, I was like, oh, well, let's do a podcast. All this thing about like being in my space, being in my face. I just couldn't do it. But then finally, and got a lot of advice, just like, just do it, do it every week. Caroline is like my go-to. She helps me so much. She's taught me so much. Um, but it's actually just doing it and consistently doing the thing, right? Because that's how you get better. And And last is, Last, which might also be first, is what are companies, um, organizations, people out there that are kind of, um, that you really love, that are role models for you, and kind of find out how they did that. How did they create that emotion that you feel when you go there? Like, I belong to other servers because I go there and I want to see what the vibe is like, and I want to be able to give back as well as participate, but also learn. So I follow streamers. I just, like, kind of watch things. I do different things so that I could learn about my craft and practice. So I think if I remember what I said, I think the first thing is you are the secret sauce. No one can do anything the way that you're going to do it out in the space, so don't let that stop you from doing something. Number two, talk to the people that you want to serve, that you want to provide a product to, that you want to do things. Just keep talking, keep net networking, shoot your shot, reach out on LinkedIn, reach out, you know, get in those DMs, do all the things. The next is that you just have to do it, right? So like go out and do it. And also, and connected to that is do your research, study the places, the businesses that you love, the brands that you love, the way they make you feel, the people that you're really about, like study them and do that research. So I hope that those are four tangible things that I that you should do yeah did I answer the question I'm always like did I answer the question I'm trying to be like succinct and like answer questions I hope that was helpful um I have no idea okay there wait I knew that <laughs> I was like I'm just talking to myself I'm here having a conversation with Verda but Heather's back <laughs> Should, should jump in because we can't hear Heather. 
Oh, Heather, we're having a difficult time hearing you. Um, so I think I'm going to jump in and add um, a few things to uh, Verda's answer. Um, Verda, what I love that you did was you gave four tangible things. And I, I have to say, Verda, kudos, because sometimes you go to panels and answers are just so general and you're like, yeah, but but what should I actually do? So Verda, um, great job. Um, and I wanted to throw um, one more in there. Um, so if you're starting a new community or if you're starting a new business and perhaps it's just not in your nature to to like get out there and just be, you know, aggressive and then then what I say to people sometimes is do five reach outs a day. Every day, just five. Find five people who you could possibly connect with um, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, anyone. And just say, hey, how are you? I'm starting this new business. Or like, I see that you were interested in the same thing. Just wanted to reach out, say hello. Maybe we can get on a call. And people will get back to you. But my, my strategy always is um, be consistent. It's a marathon. It's not, it's, it's, it's not a sprint. So, you know, things take time. Just keep reaching out and reaching out and be consistent and don't give up. And eventually um, things happen. You know, there's a saying that I love, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And it's really true. Just keep on going. So anyway, hope that was a nice specific thing that uh, you could also do as well. Actually, if I can just add to that, that's one of the things that uh, my parents would always tell me is like, make your own luck, you know, make your own luck. That is like, it, luck is not something that just happens. It's something that you create. And if you can actually, you know, manifest that into your world by putting in the work and being smart about it, like work hard, not or work smart, not hard, right? Like, you know, you can work hard too, but do it in a good way that is going to be productive and not spinning your wheels. And that will actually bring you so many more opportunities. Like it's the world is your oyster when you actually, you know, put the time and the effort in. Yeah. Can I, and I want to, I'm going to ask Jackie a little bit because I think that you've been really working hard on building your, um, building your brand, rebranding yourself even, right? So you might want to talk a little bit about like how branding matters in this process and what are some things that can people do as well as rebranding. And then I think that some people might see you out there and think, oh my gosh, wow, she's there. And how did that happen? But this has been quite a bit of time in the making. So I think it connects to Caroline's comment. Do you want to share some stuff, Jackie? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess I can also tie it into the the one question uh, I saw in the in the chat too. That what are some tips for people who are just trying to uh, build a community? Um, so I think the I think the the biggest thing is just really just reaching out and connecting to people. Um, I think that especially on the on the Twitch community is you have to find a game that's growing that you can also grow with. Um, so when I'm, you know, since I am a streamer, I, I tend to stream a lot of, um, Escape from Tarkov, which is an FPS, um, shooter. And it's, it's still, it's a game that's still in beta, but it's a growing game. So there's not a whole lot of people that are streaming it. Um, and so because of that, there's a lot of people that are watching it with fewer streamers. Um, and so that it gives people the chance to discover you on Twitch and also just reach out and, 
you know, if you have, they have questions, you'll be there to answer them, um, which is, it can be difficult for the higher, uh, I should say, like, I guess, like the bigger streamers out there that have hundreds of thousands of people in their chat that you can't really just pop in and ask a little question because they may not even see it because there's just so many people typing. Um, but yeah, I guess that's just like the, the biggest thing is just reaching out to people and just making connections and making friends with, with other streamers and, and other gamers and just having just, you know, like your own group of friends basically is the best way I can, I can really say it, but yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Jackie. Heather is back. So we're going to bounce it back over to our fearless moderator. <laughs> You have got to check out our Discord at discord.gg slash business. It's an amazing community of over 3,500 other industry experts. We've got developers, publishers, marketing and PR firms, investors, so, so many, so many. It's safe and supportive place to network and to talk to experts. You can learn more about the business of games or you can share what you know with others. We have exclusive workshops on perfecting your pitch deck finding a publisher and more remember it's discord.gg slash indie game business Why don't or not? Because yeah. we can't hear our fearless moderator. Can you all hear me now? <laughs> we miss you. But why don't we do this? We have a, ma a game matchmaking can you, app. Can you hear me? Okay. Oh, we can hear you. Can you hear me or no? We can. We can, we can hear. It's, just, it's hella. It's hella <laughs> delay. delay. There's a delay. delay. Yeah. Heather, why don't we go? Why don't we go? Can ahead you hear me? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> let's hey guys, let's let I the delay we happen. Let, if we just let the delay okay. happen, then we'll okay. Just... So I'm. Uh, it's been delayed for me the whole time. So I. Okay. So um, I apologize for the delay. Um, it's been for me the whole time. So I'm sure you all were like, okay, answer the question. Why isn't Heather saying anything? So sorry. Um, and Laura, let's kick it to you. If you can hear me, can you talk a little bit about the game matchmaking app coming out in this space and how you're planning on promoting the app and creating stickiness once people are there? Yes. Uh, Heather, I got, you got it all in there. So I heard that all. Thanks. Um, yeah, so we are really excited. We um, have a, a app launching this spring in beta, and this app um, is going to connect women who game. And are you ready for this, ladies out there? It will be where you can, it's a matchmaking platform for women who game. So you can find other women to game your favorite games with based on your level of, of, of 
of play, your console, your time zone. So for all you out there who, you know, maybe don't have enough people to play your favorite games with and, and don't quite know how to go about finding other women, this is going to really be uh, a game changer, as they say. So, you know, this, this app is coming out in the spring. We're beyond excited about it. Um, and, you know, making, you know, there's, there's, when you, when you have a product, when you, when Heather says making a product sticky, what she's essentially saying is, what is going to make people wanting to come back and, and, and use your product again, right? So, you know, you can, you can do all of the networking in the world and you can spread, um, you could spread the word about anything you're doing or any product you're making. And once you get the customer or the client, that is where the work begins. So really that's not where your work ends. That is where your work begins. So you've got them. Why, why should they stay? What kind of awesome products are you offering them? What are you offering them new content? Um, perhaps there's events or types of things that only exclusively they can get for being a part of your community. But once you, you know, get people to know about your service or your product, like I said, that is where the work begins. And this also comes to a user acquisition strategy, which I'm sure all of you have heard of, um, which is utilizing influencers. We all know that, you know, influencers in spaces, I know we all have our favorite people that we follow on Instagram and Twitter. And, and we really, you know, we grow to love these people and we really grow to, you know, um, really take their word for things and trust them and trust their opinions. So, you know, if you have a wonderful product, why not get it in the hands or, or a service of, of influencers out there and have them do spread the word for you? Um, again, it goes back to the first part where if you find, you know, an influencer who is, you know, loves your product, tell them, hey, you know what? Thanks so much. I'm glad you love it. Here is... Um, here's an image, here's some text, please share it with their community and let them know. So the, the user acquisition and the stickiness go hand in hand. You want to get them in, but then once they're in, how are you going to get them to stay? So, um, so yeah, I hope that helps. And uh, anyone else feel free to add to that. Yeah, I mean, I think that was that that was pretty very spot on. Um, to have those, to have like, influencers are going to be your like number one resource and tool because they will reach out to to their audience on your behalf, and I think that's that's huge to have that for sure. It it helps you grow and also helps the influencer at the same time. Yeah. And uh, the biggest thing I think is also turning your fans into advocates, right? Like that's, mm -hmm. you know, when you have people who are, you know, they have a following, you know, there are going to be people within that following, maybe just a few, like a handful who will really, really be into what you're making. Uh, you know, when you have people who are 
slightly interested. And then when they participate and see something that they really, really like, and they're like, oh, well, this is something that I want to use regularly, or I want to talk about regularly. Uh, that's what really brings more people together, I think, because you are able then to take your uh, regular kind of viewers or participants or fans and turn them into people who are really going to, um, you know, champion your cause. Yeah. And um, I'm going to throw in one more thing that I that I forgot to say before. One simple, simple strategy for user acquisition um, is doing as offering amazing raffles to your community. So if you can partner with a company that, you know, will love to get their product out to the world, you can say, hey, you know what? Um, I have a community of 100 women who love to game. And, you know, if you can offer a raffle, I could let them all know and and, you know, they could enter the raffle. So so what that that was actually backwards. So the point is, is if you are if you can offer raffles to people, then that gives your audience a reason to share it as well. So if you say, hey, guys, here's this raffle and you get an extra entry for sharing this raffle, people will be motivated. So give people reasons, motivations to want to share in addition to, you know, just loving you for who you are. So I can jump in. I think we have Heather back, but I think Heather, are you still delayed? Should I should I just jump in? Um, okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about monetizing um, a company, and in, in in kind of two different ways. Right now uh, at the Gamers, we are working with brands and brand partnerships, and even though we have had such a, an awesome year, we're, we just you know I know my team has mentioned we're celebrating our birthday. <clears throat> We still are a startup. We just launched a year ago, so so we we started partnerships from you know from an, an early stage and are, are hoping to grow them long term. At the same time, we're also in the middle of a capital raise for our company to go to the next level. And so both of those are sort of you know initiatives that we are doing to um, to to monetize the company. And I think when you're when you're new, it's hard to think, okay, where do I start? Um, you know, wh why would someone want to give us money? And I think the the from a brand perspective um we try to find brands that are really aligned with um a couple of things you know aligned with our mission aligned with our demographic um we've you know we've done a lot of um research within our community through everything from our discord community to the you know comments on our instagram to focus groups um and sort of all the different touch points we have to get to get to know them and then we we look for brands that are interested in in those types of um, you know those kind of common interests, and it, you know it's kind of an everybody wins situation because all of us I think in today's world we're used to brands being put in front of us, and if, as long as it's an authentic brand that fits within what you know what we're what we're looking for, what we're kind of you know the things that we're interested in, it, it it's a great way to learn about brands. So that you know I, I think a good way to think about it is to always look for what common common synergies and what you have to offer um, from from both sides of it on um, you, another thing forget for sponsorships and branding is to look at brands that are out there if you see brands sponsoring other events you know that they have budgets um, that's a, a really good tip in terms of raising um, money for a company 
it's not actually totally unlike when you think about raising money from brands. It's what do you have to offer? And so what is what does your company look like down the road? Is the community bigger? Um, do you have revenue coming in the door? Um, are you put, you know, positioning yourself as a company that might be some some a company that might want to be sold eventually? You know, what are what are sort of the things that make it attractive? Are you what are your big um, what are your big upcoming milestones? You know, for us, we have an app launching this year. We have a um, our awards show is going to be bigger and better than next year. And we we you know we have lots of we have brand partnerships uh, in the works. We have strategic partnerships in the works and lots of um, lots of sort of touch points that lead us to believe both on you know on paper and in um, in you know and sort of in conversation lead us to believe that things are going to go really well. Another um, you know to to use to stick with Verta's tactic of giving you real tangible advice. I think it's even if you're small and even if you just started started recently, it's really important to get marketing materials. Um, together. So let's say you don't really have that much data. That's okay. Like, do you have, do you have a logo? Do you have a mission statement? Um, and do you have any thoughts, even if it's one sentence about the type of brand you might want to work with or the type of partner you want to work with, you know, interest, like, you know, maybe it, maybe for us, it would be somebody who's very committed to DEI issues in gaming, or, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're going to do an initiative where we're looking for, um, wellness brands and for wellness and health and wellness and gaming because that's you know that's obviously hugely important important one so i think put together um put together it could be one page it could be one page with your logo your name and um you know what are what are the benefits to a brand going to be so um those are some some thoughts on monetizing a company both on a smaller level from brands on a larger level from potential funders and um i think i'll kick it back to the team I don't know if we have our fearless leader back, but I know we have some other questions we were going to cover if somebody wants to jump in. Um, I can jump is in. It, I know. Is it still delayed for me? Not as much, actually. Oh, Lord. I'm like sweating here. I'm coming back on and off. Um, so... <laughs> Um, so Rebecca, I think you already, you already touched on, uh, on the raise, um, and, um, Jackie, did, did you answer the question about misconceptions in the industry and how we can combat these mis misconceptions and kind of co communicate more effectively? Uh, not yet, but I can answer that. Um, so I think like the, the one of the biggest, cool. uh, misconceptions about, companies with gamers is that they aren't serious or that they aren't professional. I think that's a, um, that's something that companies should try to steer away from that content creators and gamers are very much professional. So if you reach out to somebody about wanting to sell a product, you know, they will do it. They will, they will get the job done for sure. Um, I think that's, they are also entertainers. So I think you need to keep that in mind when you are trying to partner a content creator to sell your product or um, play your game on stream. I think, you know, people just need to know that they will sell it in their own way. Um, 
but you also need to keep in mind that make sure that they are kind and that they do sp uh, spread positivity as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's just one of the biggest things that I've seen um, in the past, especially on Twitter, people kind of like joke around and, you know, just be themselves and be goofy. And I think that the biggest thing is that they will connect to other gamers in that way, because a lot of gamers are like that, you know, they just want to have fun and, and, you know, be entertaining as well. So I think, um, yeah, that's definitely the biggest thing for sure. Cool. I, I think I'm back somewhat non-delayed. So um, if someone wants to um, take take this question, I'll throw it, I'll throw it out to everyone. Um, this is from Bold Spirit Game Studio. Thank you for being here. What would you say is the best balance to hit between spending time reaching out to people, networking, and interacting to grow your community and, and actually working on your game project? I'm throwing it out. Who wants to take it? I'll take. I can take it. I can give a first first answer at least. Uh, it's a tough question. I can tell you that for sure. We're a year in, and we've got four co-founders, an incredible team of women we work with, and we're still trying to figure it out. Um, I think the answer is, you know, you're just gonna have you figure it out as you go. I will say for us, what we're building a a community and a media platform. So networking is a big part of our product kind of, you know, the, the results of that networking. So we may do a little bit more of it than, you know, a traditional, just uh, somebody um, who is developing a game. Um, that being said, I think it's a, it's a little bit of a dance, you know, you, you do have to find time to continue running your business and you want to make sure that you're not letting potential collaborations that could be really pivotal, um, for your business go by. And I think, you know, for uh, in the, in the um, lifetime of our company one year in, I, I personally think the biggest example of that for us was, was the awards and Laura spearheaded our awards. And just to give her a little kudos publicly, she spent hours doing all the stuff that she described to make sure that they were going to go viral. It wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, I mean, it was a happy surprise that it did, but it wasn't, a total surprise. It was a lot of hard work of everybody on the team. And when you think about what had to go into that, it was a lot of planning of the actual event, right? Then it was a lot of planning to make sure that all of those sort of connections the team had made were, were, were teed up to, to, um, to amplify it. Uh, the streamers, the, the partners, the esports teams, all that kind of stuff. So uh, it, it is, like I said, a dance. And I think you just figure, figure it out as you go. But, um, uh, you, you know, of course you have to run your business. And for us, it's just a little bit of our business is that networking. So that would be my answer. Um, I can add to that as well. Um, so, you know, we are, we are, we have a whole team here at the gamers, right? So, you know, we have, we have people who can, you know, do one function, people who can do another. If you're, you know, I, I'm just, thinking if you're more of a one person show and that was in your question is coming from, yeah, well, you have so many people helping you. What about, you know, me doing something here all, you know, by myself, I think it goes back to having 
really coming up with like a schedule and sticking to it. So obviously you would have nothing to network if you don't have a product. So that has to constantly be improved and worked on every day, right? Um, but the networking also has to happen every day. So I, I would say you will know, you will get a feeling of how much networking is necessary, but I think the, the key is to be consistent. Um, so whether you reach out to one person a day or whether you reach out to 20 people a day, just keep on doing it. It goes back to that. But yes, I agree with Rebecca. It's a dance. And I think it also depends on what stage you're in of your business. Um, you know, as you get deeper into the business and you've made more connections, you know, then, you know, you may need to work more on your product or in the beginning when you're just getting out there, you may be focusing more on networking, but just remember to do both. Uh, um, and, um, and you'll, you'll get a feel of, of where you're at at your business and how much should be happening of each. Yeah. I mean, I think I want to, um, chime in here too. I have seen a lot of games recently blowing up on Twitch. Um, I think the most recent game being Valheim, they just recently, uh, celebrated 5 million gamers playing on their game which is huge because like they were they had just started about a month ago or so um but that that's how quickly you know your game can go viral and it's 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 huge to have that um so like i know a lot of games what they'll do is they'll reach out to certain content creators and be like hey do you want to try this game for free and that's all it takes is just for them just to play their game and have fun with it on their stream and people will see it and they will go download it and they'll play it with the streamer too. Um, so yeah, that's just, it's crazy just to think like how quickly something can just, you know, catch on just like that. So it's, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. I think just to add on to that too, from a gaming company perspective, uh, depending on the level of streamer that you're going to be uh, reaching out to, one of the great ways to incentivize it is also to pay them. And, you know, if you have a marketing awesome. budget, there might be oh. something to pay uh, the content creators because at the end of the day, they are, you know, taking a risk by, by doing something new for their community, if that's, you know, what they do. And, you know, uh, you want to make sure that they are being compensated in one way or another so that they can, um, you know, also see your company fairly favorably, you know? So that's something that it's something to consider if it's within your budget. So are we just chiming in now, y'all? <laughs> um, so I see a question that says, how can I engage with another community while broadcasting with which communities I represent, looking for a way to spread good and cross-pollinate some amazing creators um, and what they've built. So um, I'm going to speak to what I understand. Some of that question is it's very multi-layered, so I don't want to. I'm probably not going to get at everything, but I think that 
I think it's all about authentically engaging with people. So I, I think Laura had alluded to this, finding those that are really aligned with whatever it is that you're doing is really important. And just stay in constant communication and contact with them, even if it's every once in a while, like, hey, here's this thing I'm up to, or that you post a video in one of your spaces that kind of gives them an update. So just kind of um, keeping it all um, authentic and staying connected with them. I think the other thing is about staying true to yourself. Um, and there are times where it's okay to say this partnership might not work right now, or this maybe maybe I'll come back to you in a little while to, to continue the relationship, but right now I wanna focus on this. I think that those things are okay as well. And another thing that I really learned and, and really appreciated, um, but also I'm like, wow, in the space one, I think that, so, I don't go to big events, but PAX was one of the last things that I went to um, before um, everything happened in the world, you know, COVID-19 and all of the other um, things and pandemics that are out there. Um, and I was so enamored with how warm and welcoming everyone was as soon as you kind of like, re you know, cross that first threshold just to kind of say hi or say, come check me out or, hey, say this is what I'm about or, hey, I like that. Um, I like your costume. Um, and so it's taking that step, but then also being really true to like who I am. I'm a black woman in the space and here are some of the things that I'm dealing with. And I just kind of put that out there as well, because the, the other thing that I found out and I realized is that so many people are willing to rally around a lot of those causes. Um, and so just be true to who you are are and at the same time going out there and um, and connecting with people. And I think that there are more people that want to connect with you than you realize. I think that's one of the things that I, you know, and sometimes it's about just like opening my mouth to say so. Um, if you want to ask more about that question, just totally verda at thegamers.com um, if you want to, um, to talk about it a little bit more. Well, thank you all so much. This has been an amazing panel. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, we have to. I have to get to the next to the next uh, <laughs> to the next stream. I've got like two minutes to get them set up, which is fine. I can do things pretty quick. Um, thank you, Laura, Verda, Rebecca, Heather, Jackie, and Carolyn. This was amazing. If you wanted to hang out in our Discord for a little bit, there is a channel over there called I. Um, post-session chat if you wanted to hang out in there and answer any questions for anybody uh, we would appreciate it big time so thank you so much this was an amazing amazing panel thank you thank you, thank you. So much. loved it bye bye thanks for listening to indie game business you can learn more about the show and our online business networking events at indiegame.business